What's up, everyone? This is the Bumcast. I am your host, HBIC, the head bum in charge, along with Baloney and the Southside Bum. And we are back after the Memorial Day weekend holiday. I hope everybody had a good extended vacation. I know I did because I was in Miami, humble brag. Yeah, fifth vacation of the year. Like second, but taking you know, another your one. Number, next your week. number keeps your number keeps growing after every time you post it. That well, me and Johnny never leave our houses, so I feel like you're the one taking vacations for all of us. All right, so yeah, well, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about Miami in a second here, but first, big news while we got you, we have new merch. Peter, show the lovely people what what you're wearing. I'm gonna have to stand up. Jerry the Clown. It's our brand new Jerry the Clown Chicago Sports Bum t-shirt. Show that you're public enemy number one, that you hate Jerry, and wear that clown shirt. Only $25 at CSB Big Cartel. I don't know. I'm trying to to get all crazy fancy with my promo there. The link link is in all of our bios. You could go to the, uh, you know, CSB Twitter, Instagram, my Instagram, my Twitter. Uh, You'll find the link. To buy all over the place. I, I wanted to be like shop at shop.chicagosportsbums.com, but like, oh yeah, we don't have a website anymore. <laughs> we just have the, the big cartels page. Yeah, we should work so, on that. Yes, we have a our Uncle Jerry, Jerry the Clown t-shirt. We got our whiskey comiskey. We got our um Liam Hendricks t-shirt, eyeball emoji. Um on that one. And yeah. we got a couple other ideas coming through the pipeline. So all right, let's get to it. So, as you guys, I told you I was in Miami for the week. I don't know if you guys have ever been or when the last time you went, but um, my first time in Miami in about ten years. South Beach, it's kind of a kind of a shithole now. I've I I've been to Miami when I was like right when I turned twenty one, so it's been a while. Um, I liked it then. I can't imagine me liking it now. Uh, it's not my scene. Mm. Nothing about Miami screams baloney. No, I mean, we. I used to go down there a couple times, like in my twenties and everything. Like Bears play the Dolphins, you know, or just go for vacation, whatever. It's definitely not the same. It's kind of more grimy now. There's like a lot more homeless down there, and um, just like the people down there just doesn't. It's not like your typical like high end, like show off Ferrari, Lambo, like flash the money kind of scene anymore. It, it seems like that's kind of died down and. We stayed at the we stayed at the Ritz Carlton South Beach and it was for like the Ritz that was Shit. not uh it wasn't it wasn't a great hotel. It sounds fancy. I mean it when, was, you, say, it's, when, when you, know, you say Ritz Carlton yeah, at yeah. the Ritz, yeah. Yeah, no, it, it was not anything to brag about, dude. Like our our view kind of sucked. We had a view of a another wall in the building, like there was no ocean view, the room service there's no, like they took them two days to ter- do a turn down on the room. Ugh. Drinks were overpriced. Like it's it just their systems were were down the first day we got there. It was it was uh it was not good. Just to put poor, it poor Jason distinctly. Yeah, the Ritz ain't I know, what it poor, used to be. <laughs> poor me going to Miami and on my fiance's company's dime and having to suffer. That that is pretty nice. Whenever you get can get away and kind of you know expense some of it or something like that, that's a yes. nice nice little perk. And it was your anniversary, right? Yeah, three so years to us on happy anniversary, anniversary you guys. You guys thank you, thank up. you. Yes, the, the the 
the big plus about like what we did, like we found like a really cool cocktail bars down there. Like there's this, there's this one called um, broken shaker, which is like a tiki bar, but they actually have a location in Chicago too. So I think we're going to check that out pretty soon, but we went to this Peruvian, Peruvian restaurant, Chato Mate, which was just visually, visually it was, it was crazy. Um, but yeah, so we got, uh, we got back and I didn't get to watch, I'm going to transition this. I didn't have to watch any Sox games that week, which was good for my mental health because they played the Blue Jays and I don't know where what happened. So I don't really have much to comment on this week, except for the Tampa Bay series over the weekend. But I'm, I'm happy I didn't watch any of those games for Tampa Bay. You really sandbagged me with going on vacation and you're like, you're in charge of the Twitter once again for possibly one of the worst series of the year. And, and, and we've had a bunch of bad series, dude, that Toronto series, I was, it was borderline depressing how bad they looked. Um, they finally seem to be turning it around against Tampa Bay. There's still two games under 500, but yeah, man. Like when you were like just out gallivanting the town and I'm sitting there watching the games and tweeting out highlights, I'm like, this is some bullshit, man. <laughs> like, I don't want to be yeah. doing this. No, I was, I was following like checking Twitter every now and then and just following people's reactions. And I was just like, Oh God, I'm happy. It was, I think like one game was like four, nothing in the first inning already or something like that. Like it was, you didn't miss much. Yeah. So I don't want to really recap on much of the, the white Sox this, you know, past couple of weeks. Cause I mean, we're happy. I gotta say we, we took off Dallas Keiko's finally gone. So that's the thumbs up. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's one a in the, in the good column. So we'll, we'll 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 do thumbs and thumbs. So we got Dallas thumb, okay. Tim Anderson, coming back soon. Yeah, but we Maybe. we haven't been Maybe. we haven't podcast since uh, he got hurt, right? No, we haven't. Yeah, yeah. So that was a, so that okay, I so would we're, consider we're, that we're gonna, that, we're gonna put that as the yes. thumbs down one. Yep. We got Lance Lynn and Eloy doing the rehab starts. So that's thumbs two up. other good news. So their reinforcements are coming back. And then, what else are bad news we got? Just more Larusa bullshit. I mean, yeah, it, it's a lot of Larusa bullshit. It's a lot of just the team not figuring it out. Yasmani is a shell of his former self, um, and we keep saying the bats are going to turn it around, and they finally did. You know, this weekend against Tampa Bay, they they seem to be trending in the right direction. But for the longest time, it's Yasmani and Abreu has been hot of the last couple of weeks, but. A lot of these guys, you know, Harrison can't hit the ball for shit. Lurie being Lurie, you know, like it's just like a lot of unproductive bats and they still don't take balls. They don't walk at all. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it's more of the same. We keep saying like they're going to turn it around and I think they will. I think the AL Central is still there for the taking. I think Minnesota... You know, they're not going to run away with it as much as we are shitting on the White Sox. I, I think they're going to be there to the end. I think they're contenders to win the division. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you hear us complaining about it, but we're, I think all things considered, we're still in a decent spot. Yeah, I mean, we got an easy schedule coming up now. Right. We we got all the, we got all the good teams out of the way. I mean, we still got to play Houston, but um, for the most part, though, Let's beat up on the fucking Tigers and Royals for a while and 
So that's what they got to do, man. They, they 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 seem to be playing well against the good teams, you know, the Tampa Bays and the Yankees and the and the Red Sox and stuff like that. But they've played the least amount of division games in the division, which probably is a good thing now because now we get the you know. We got the Dodgers. The we got the, the Dodgers and Rangers. We got the Dodgers and Rangers this right. week, so we should, you know, Dodgers, Dodgers might be, be a challenge, but. Rangers, we should be able to at least hopefully take care of. Um, so I think, you know, one of the things we you wanted to talk about and you wanted to bring talk have us do was the blame game and who are we blaming for the White Sox woes. Now let's let's hope that you know Jake Berger single handedly turned his season around with the game on Friday. Dude, he looks like the real deal, and you've been championing him for, for a while. Um, it seemed like he was a man without a position and he just bullied his way into the lineup. And we talked about it. If, if he gets sent down again, we riot because he's one of the only guys that's being productive, him and Vaughn. And obviously like TA before he got hurt, Luis and Pito finally, but I mean, Berger earned his spot. Um, and the fact that they sent him down not two weeks ago shows that's probably an indictment on the whole organization. Like he should be in this lineup and yeah. he should be taking at bats from a lot of these guys that don't deserve to be taken at bats. Yeah. So let's, let's do the blame game here. Cause we, we kind of wanted to All break right. it down like percentage wise for who are, which, which segments are we, are we blaming for the Sox woes for this? And All hopefully right, so this, it, this is, this is going to be the turnaround now going forward. All right, so I agree. I, I I think it has to turn around now. I thought the home run uh, against the Yankees, the TA home run, the walk-off home run, I thought that was going to be the turnaround, and that came and went and nothing happened. So this yeah. weekend had to be, you know, the spark plug, if you will. Um, I'll start off with Johnny's because that's the one I got loaded up first. All right, Johnny, you want to you go ahead and talk your – do your breakdown. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean um... – I mean, I gave the majority of it to the you know the top uh, people in the organization, which is the ownership, the GM, all the people who make the decision making in the organization. Um, they didn't put us in a in a in a good spot. They never do. Um, the only time they put us in a good spot was 2005. Um, I I said, I mean, we've complained about this over and over again. It just gets to a point where it's just ridiculous that we have to continue saying this. Um, but you know, we love misery, I guess. Um, they don't, they don't, they don't buy players that, you know, that fill that we need, um, fill like the, the positions, you know, we, we needed, you know, all sorts of different positions filled second base, um, the outfield, another starter as well too. And we just ended up still with Keiko, which guess what? Now he's with the D-backs minor league organization currently. Um, you know, Harrison is not, you know, I, I thought that was somewhat could have been a positive um, um, acquisition, but he hasn't been living up to, to anything at all. I mean, he's probably a great clubhouse guy, but, you know, that's not going to win us championships. Um, you know, obviously we've been doing a carousel with, with all the injuries. And like I said, it just doesn't put us in a good position when people, when players go down, granted, we've been having such like, I would say probably the, the past like two, three years, Ever since Herb Shire left, basically, injuries have been nothing but like a, a majority of this th this problem, and uh, yet we can't get you know somebody who can come in and help this team with 
basically just doing normal stretches or something to, to help them out. So they're not getting injured every single time. Um, Yuan keeps on getting injured all the time. Uh, Eloy keeps on getting injured all the time. Luis Robert got injured when Madrigal was here. He got injured. I mean, the list keeps on going on and on and on. Obviously TA, we talked about it. Um, but I would say the majority of, of, of the blame would have to be top of the organization. Um, it's, but, but like I said, this is also, this is all the whole team. So, um, you know, again, uh, TRL and, and Benikino, um, they haven't been hitting. I mean, it, it's been terrible. And the fact that TRL has, I don't know, what are we, that we're 50 game 51, 52 games r- right now. It seems like he's changed the lineup every single time there's no consistency with this lineup therefore you're they they can't get anything going like and the way some when he positions certain um players like Vaughn's always like at ninth or Louis Garcia's up like granted yes we have injuries and all that but some of this lineup doesn't make any sense at all and and we could put ourselves in a good position to win games and the way he puts this lineup is is terrible the bullpen as well too um, I mean, just everything that he's been doing, I gave him the benefit of the doubt last year. And I, you know, like I said, you know, I'll take fault of some of the things I've said about Tia, uh, you know, Tony LaRusso, but it's just, it, he has a lot of the blame as well too, along with Menachito. I mean, it just, I don't know. I think, I think there was a statistic about Menachito that he hasn't had like good success as far as like hitting wise. Granted last year, they, they did pretty well in the year before that but um this year it's, it's just been absolutely brutal and um you know how, how you mentioned like you know thank goodness for jake Berger coming in and helping out it's like another resurgence of what happened with uh you know your main mercedes last year and hopefully it is a, you know a spark to us so that we can start going on a roll we got probably one of the easy six i think the sixth um easiest schedules um moving forward and the next two weeks uh the twins got the hardest schedule right now so there you can make up some ground here you can get to a certain point get over the 500 hump get that winning streak going and start like playing like how we we know you guys they guys can play uh lastly the players as well too i'm not gonna you know it's one thing that the coaches and and the organization and all that they get the full blame and obviously they always do but the players have to produce as well too um. Yes, you 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 know Yuan Makata has been injured, but Jason, I know you've talked about this. You actually talked about this last year as well too. How many how many more years is going to take for him to to develop to the person that we thought he was going to be? It's getting to a point where like it's kind of like too much excuses. He's always injured. He's just I feel he's not that guy, and I've... I'm. Yeah, he, he's just not. I'm that glad guy. you brought he's that just, up, Johnny. Because yeah, I, I, Jason, you've got a big ass smile on your face. You've been out on Yoan for a long, long time, and I feel like it, it. And a lot of it has to do with injuries, but right, like the best availability or the best ability is availability. And he's just been gone for so long. And even when he is there, he just doesn't hit. Um, I feel like. That's one in the the Jason Win column because you know Johnny, everybody wants around to... and we're all we're all we're all coming around thinking maybe he's not that dude. Everyone wants to give me shit for my takes when they're they're outlandish, they're crazy, and then I get vindication in the end. Oh, and I got craziness. I got a nut every once in a while. I got cra- I got you're crazy for the Jake Berger 
at second base and Jake Jake Berger being the everyday guy, and we'll see what happens when Mankata comes back. But I think I'm starting to get some. I, I will say one thing about like the Jake Berger thing. Let's see how he does throughout the season. I'm not going to give him the all like, you know, he should be like the second baseman or he should be the third baseman. He's playing absolutely ridiculous right now. Defensively as well, too. He he he's he's doing really well. And but like I said, let's see how he goes throughout the whole season. Um, because remember, we were everybody's putting a pestle. The the um I can't think of the, the restaurant, but they they were making burgers for, for your main. We were all oh, on the yeah. boat with him. He, oh, it was yeah. like a ridiculous thing. We were training MVP, build a statue, all these ridiculous things. And he only had one good month and he just went over 24 and that was it. Well, um, let's, 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 that's, that's La Russa's fault. Cause no, he got, La Russa got in his head. Everybody but, was but sucking hold- Daniel Palka's dick too. Palka mania was running wild and, same thing happened. So I, I'm not saying Jake Berger is going to be like that, but it, it's still very early. Obviously, he's been awesome, and I hope he is the next, you know, third or third base or second base of the future, whatever you're playing. But it's still a little early to be like, holy shit, like this guy is the real deal. He's proven it, and I like it. Hopefully he does, but it's still early. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's- all right. So here, here's my pie chart. And the majority of blame for me goes to La Russa. I mean, you, when you're batting Lurie at the top of the lineup, when you're not putting your best hitters at the top of the lineup, when you got Vaughn batting 7th, 8th, or ninth, when you don't have a consistent lineup every day, every every game, different lineup, of course your guys aren't going to be hitting good because they're they're all over the place. They're not. They're, there's no protection. There's, there's inconsistency and in what your role is at the top or what what – position you're coming in and he leaves pitchers in too long he brings the wrong picture in it's in different situations we've seen him where he sh- why is he bringing in tanner banks why is he bringing in why isn't he bringing in Gra- where's graveman you know it's leaving in the other day leaving in geo game or inning too long uh, yesterday against uh against the rays so a lot of this a lot of this goes for me on la Russa. i think a lot of times he's at he's asleep at the wheel and I don't think you'd see any other manager doing what he does with the lineup. No way should Reese and Harrison be in the lineup three, four times a week. It's just Mendex should be playing every day until Mankata comes back. And then when Mankata does come back, we need to see Berger in the lineup every day. It's it's just mind-numbing some of the stuff, the decisions that he made. And then 30% of it for me is the players. You know, you can't hit, you can't catch, you can't run. I mean, it just, it's just, you're either playing stupid baseball or you're not getting coached properly, which is going back to La Russa. So you got to hit. I mean, I can't really blame, you know, hitting coach so much because he's not swinging the bat, but they got to start taking pitches. They can't keep going with these first, second, you know, fastball down the middle, swinging. Hopefully, they're cranking a double or, or home run. They gotta, they gotta work those counts and draw some more walks. Then, athletic trainers next on my list. Just stretch, man. Yoga, DDP <laughs> yoga. Do something. Stop with the groin injuries, the hamstrings, the knee shit, whatever. Pulling the fat for whatever it is you're, you're, you're they're doing. Just, I, I want to. I need, I need Herm Schneider back with his magic sticks. 
God, just, I can't believe zapped. we're all saying we miss Herm Schneider of all people. Yeah. And then Rick Hahn. I mean, he he didn't do enough, but he has I mean, he basically had like what 85% of the roster. He just he didn't he didn't really take care of right field until late with the trade for AJ Pollock. He didn't want to go after the free agents. He he fucked up second base again. But for the most part, though, like the outfield was almost set. The infield was almost set. Like he brought in a defensive catcher, even though Reese can't hit for shit. We still got a defensive catcher. So I'm not putting the complete blame on Rick because they got The guy's got to stay healthy and the guy's got to hit. And if they do that, then Rick Hahn looks pretty damn good at the moment. But because the players aren't hitting. I'm shocked. I think this is where we differ. And I'll, I'll load up my pie chart in a second. But I am so shocked that you're so the that the lowest part of the blame goes on Rick Hahn. Because you've always been more of a Hahn defender. At least I feel like that that's the case. Um, but yeah, man, I don't I'm think not, he did anything defending. to help this team. I don't think he Look, did anything if, to help this team this season. If if the people were healthy and Larusa wasn't making and the, if the team was hitting and like Larusa's putting a consistent lineup, not making boneheaded decisions, and we're staying healthy, and everyone's doing good except Pollock and Harrison, and that's our weak sp- spots on the team. Then I would 100% put more of a blame on Rick Hahn. But because no one can fucking stay healthy and no one can find a position in the in the lineup to be consistent, I don't. I, I don't like- really. I think that's he's he needs some blame, but it's more Larusa and the players not hitting. I the more I watch this team and the more we've watched this team for the last two and a half years or so, I feel like it, the more and more I start despising Rick Hahn. Um, and that's where I have the 30% for me is Rick Hahn has 10. He, this is his 10th year in charge with one division title. And we can complain about Jerry all we want, but a hundred and ninety-four million dollar payroll is good enough at least to win this division easy. You know, if, if you give most GMs $200 million, like you have to win the division. And the fact that we've only won one in 10 years, and I know the payroll hasn't been like this the whole time, but he is giving away basically $34 million of this payroll to Yasmani Grandal and Dallas Keuchel. That's wasted money right now. And obviously we wouldn't have, we, we didn't expect Yasmani to have that fall off. But that's still a shit ton of money that's going to nothing that could be helping you, you know, a second baseman, an outfielder and stuff like well, that. Well, and, and the and the Lurie Garcia thing. too. So that's I have that written down is the, the Lurie Garcia money. Like he just gave him money just to give him money. I feel like nobody was going to take Lurie off this team if if you give him a decent deal. But you didn't have to give him all that much. The Carlos. I keep we keep going back to the Carlos Rodon thing like that was obviously a mistake like as much as Johnny Cueto has been awesome for this team and stuff like that this team would be would be much better off without Dallas and Johnny and you know Vince Velasquez and then just at least give the qualifying offer to Carlos Rodon even if he didn't he wasn't going to take it like there, there's been reports that like he wasn't going to take it at least give him that that offer um what else right now obviously it's hindsight Cesar Hernandez looks like he would have solved the second base issues. 
Like he's hitting 270 again, like which is his career average, what we expected him to do in Chicago. And he, he was obviously a failure. So I don't blame him not necessarily for ditching Cesar Hernandez. But right now, Cesar Hernandez is better than Josh Harrison and Louis Garcia and Danny Mendick or anything else that we have in the pipeline. He would have helped this team right now. Um, and, and so my biggest go- blame goes to Rick Hahn. I, I don't even want to say Jerry because Jerry ponied up the money shockingly. It's just that it's been mismanaged terribly. And then yeah, speaking, it of, is. speaking of mismanagement, Tony LaRusso is my 25% because of everything else you guys have talked about. The starting situation, the Andrew Vaughn thing pisses me off to high heaven. Like he should just be our second or, or, or the hit second and just let him go. You know, just keep him there for the foreseeable future and stop tinkering. And I know people argue that like, you know, Tony's always done this and then like, second half of the season he he gives everybody a chance and then and then you start earning your spots and stuff like that like we're running out of time it's not early anymore you know we're we're yeah. a, a third of the way into the season and it, it's been bad it's two games under 500 so that's uh the 25 percent injuries you know like bad luck is bad luck like you, you, you could blame the athletic trainers or you could blame whatever you want like it's just been snake bit like, I don't know how else to put it, you know? Like, who would have foresaw any of these injuries? The, the Eloy thing, Moncada, uh, now TA, uh, pull, like you said, pull fat from Lance Lynn and then his knee. It's just been a lot of bullshit. Um, yeah. So, and then the players, 30%, because at the end of the day, they have to produce and they haven't. They just flat out haven't. And it seems like they're turning it around. I keep saying that, but like, Tony can only do so much. You put these guys in a lineup, and then like they're not swinging. They're not. He's not swinging the bat. Rick, Rick Hahn's not swinging, swinging the bat. They're not feeling the balls. Like the players haven't shown up for the first half of the season. And then the, my last one percent is the fans, because maybe we had too high high expectations. Because since All Star break of last year, this has been a sub five hundred team. They've been bad for a while now, and it seems like we have blinders on, and. Maybe this is just who they are. Like, there's a possibility the White Sox, as currently constructed, are a sub-500 team. And I, I don't think that's the case because there's just way too much talent and the division stinks. But it's been a year now. It's been since the All-Star break that they've been 500. So maybe it was yeah. our fault. Like, our expectations were way, way too high. I, well, yeah, I mean... But so was like Vegas and every, I mean, everybody had like the, the, the White Sox, you know, go, going out of the World Series and all that. So, I mean, it's just not Chicago fans, it, you know, everybody and everybody's, they still have the White Sox as the favorites. Like even the way that they've been, they, they've been playing Vegas points still bet. has the White Sox <laughs> yeah, being a bet. division. Yeah. Point. Yeah. But um, I think we're all in agreement. I mean, the way that the percentages and all that, the way that we put everything together, this organization, players, coaches, upper management, I mean, this is a the team effort. It's not just the coach or it's just not like we could have went that route or we could have went this way. And, you know, I'm glad you put the fans up there as well, too, because, you know, we White Sox Twitter, man, universe, we're crazy. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I mean, I think we're all in agreement. I think this as a whole, this White Sox, you know, organization has just been 
I mean, it's it's been very surprising. But like how you did mention, since last last year in the second half of the season, they have been underachieving. So hopefully, coming up, the Dodgers, if they could take two out of three, it, I'm, dude. If we're still you know what I'm saying five hundred like at the All Star break, like what what are we doing? Like yeah, this is it. All right. So if you're uh, following along, feel free to. Uh, Comment or tweet us who you are blaming for the Sox woes this season. Um, speaking of woes, kind of sucks that our hometown hero, CM Punk, got hurt after he won championship at double or nothing last last Sunday. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I'm, I kind of feel bad for the dude. Comes back after seven years off, goes through the year of, of good matches, and then finally gets the gets back on top and then breaks a bone his i think what in his foot diving into a crowd just not even yes, wrestling just a stage a fluke accident that sucked dude and, and it's just like obviously there's never a good timing for an injury what is possibly the worst timing possible he just won the yeah, championship went forbidden door it's been a year and... like you talked about the year of storytelling and not only that what they had lined up you know between the new japan show um forbidden door and just a lot of matchups that people were excited to see. Like it took him a little while to get the ring rust and the mic rust off. And and like obviously we're we've all loved him since day one. Since I've loved him since, you know, like his Ring of Honor days and even the WWE run. Like it just sucks that like we he finally got going and, and now he's out indefinitely. So it's tough. It's it's just not only that. Then he gets out upstaged by Cody Rhodes' injury because, holy <laughs> shit, I, I know we weren't going to talk about it, but it was, like, all over the internet. You know, he tore, tears his pec, it's purple and black all over, and he still wrestles with it. So it's like, damn, man. Um, it's just just tough luck all, all around. Yeah. Uh, Sarah got a comment saying they should have just kept it with Hangman. I I think Hangman was a fine champion. Um I really think obviously he's young and, and he's got a great future. Um, there's just so many high level stars in AEW right now that like you could just give Punk or even Moxley again. We got Kenny coming back soon, hopefully, Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. Um, there's just a bunch of guys uh, that are deserving of the strap and even some of the younger guys too. But it, it, it's very top heavy right now. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of fantasy matchups you could have done with Punk as champion. But now we yeah. have to wait. And hopefully it's, it seems like it's like, what, a foot injury or something. So hopefully it's not anything that's going to keep him out too long. And here's the thing. There's been so many rumors. There's been nothing this the, like definitive and stuff like that. People are saying that they kept the belt on him because it might be shorter, you know, like a six to eight week injury. And then yeah. I saw somebody that like it's it's multiple broken bones and it could be, you know, like four to five months and stuff like that. And I'm like, if that's the case, he probably should have relinquished the belt. But I'm thinking it's going to be more along the, like, you know, eight-week-ish type of injury, hopefully. I mean, he's old now. Better start drinking more milk. <laughs> yeah, but I thought up, up and down Double Nothing was a great card. I think it was just – there were some you, really, really good matches. You guys watched that, it live. I didn't get to watch it live. I ended up watching it, like, Sunday night. I found a stream on Reddit. Um, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I, I I drank so much this week that I kind of forgot everything that happened at Double or Nothing. 
I just wanted to bring it up more as like an overarching thing of like their pay-per-views because they're like, you know, quarterly and they're not like every month. Yeah. It's just so much easier to digest, even if it is a five, six hour pay-per-view because we only get like four of them or whatever. And they got different things and stuff like that. But I just keep saying like they just get things right. And um, they're, it's been awesome. It, like every AEW pay-per-view, there's been some hit or misses. Um, but this one really stood out as as one of the really, really good ones. Johnny, I know you were watching live too, right? Yeah, yeah, I bought the pay-per-view. Um yeah, it was it was great, man. Like it was just like how that that first double and everything. You know, when we watched it, mm-hmm. it was just as equally as good and it they I mean, they're just man, they're right now they're hitting in all cylinders and yes, this whole CM Punk thing kind of put a dent in it. Um not too much cuz you still got a lot of star power. Um and yeah. obviously I don't, you know, this forbidden door coming up. I mean, yes, we would love to have it. It would have been the perfect, you know, setting CM Punk, Chicago, um, you know, the main event and all that, that they had planned for it. But, um, you know, right now they're just, you know, I, I don't know if we're going to talk about what happened on on Wednesday, but I mean, they're just right now, there's, they're hitting on all cylinders right now. Yeah. I mean, it's just an overarching theme of like AW right now is so enjoyable. And I will say, I watched some of the WWE pay-per-view yesterday. That was also good. Um, I feel I like was good. we keep saying, like, you know, competition breeds success and stuff like that, where it feels like WWE is finally getting out of that bland storytelling. And they still do a lot of bad things that I don't like and stuff like that. But it feels like, you know, the AEW kind of pushing them to kind of, I don't know if I want to say, like, broaden their horizons and stuff like that, because Vince is never going to change Vince being Vince. But it's been better. Um, it hasn't been as bad as it was the last like two years or so, but um, yeah, I had it written down, dude. That I could watch the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks every day of the week and never get tired of it. Like, just fight like the chant, fight forever. I want them to fight forever because it never, like, it always surprises me and it's always non stop. And I always say and like see things that I've never seen before, like, they just. They just keep one up in each other, and we've seen them live fight each other. But this week, um, they were in California, and I know the the Bucks were excited to get finally get back to their hometown. Um, it was awesome. It, it, it's been very, very good. I'm also intrigued on what's going on with them. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, oh God, I'm drawing a blank. House of Black. Thank you. Oh, good. Right here, Jason James. House of Black. I think uh, that storytelling is very, very intriguing, and um, I like it a lot. But, yeah, that's it. That's all I got for AEW. All right. So we're going to move on here because we have some nerd stuff to talk to. So we're going to get spoilers if we, I, we hate you tuning out, but time for some Obi-Wan talk. We have to do it because everybody's done it. Like I feel like every podcast and every you know TV show and YouTube channel, they're going. It, it's too big not to talk about. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to give your get your guys' thoughts first. I I think it's probably so far one of the best Star Wars series. I mean, Mandalorian's first season, Mandalorian is hard to top, in my opinion. But it this is up there, but just because it connects episodes three and four in such a profound way that we never really knew what was happening. Mm-hmm. So, uh, my my big thing with this is that 
all of these Star Wars Disney Plus series have been so much better than the movies. And I just wish that you could just wipe out seven, eight, and nine and redo them in the same stylistic and the same like showrunners that do the Disney Plus series because I feel like it would have been so much better to do the recent trilogy in the same style and format as they did Mandalorian and Bubba Fett and now Obi-Wan. I agree, Johnny. I know we were talking about it or texting back and forth about it. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't I wouldn't go say that, you know, it's the best Star Wars series that they have yet, but it it could get there. I mean, you know, it's like how what Jason mentioned, just the nostalgia of the old the the old original Star Wars. I mean, we you know, we're old enough and pretty much everybody out there, I'm not saying we're all old, but we're old. Um, we grew up on that old, you know, the first three Star Wars. Um, and and to see Darth Vader appear again the way he does and just, I don't know, to me, I don't know if this is going to sound kind of weird, but he looks like a shiny new car, you know, <laughs> because it, because it, it actually, it picks up right off, you know, pretty much a, a little bit after, you know, the, the last um, episode three, uh, episode three. So um, he just looks fresh. I mean, he just, everything about Darth Vader, I mean, everybody loves the Darth Vader character and for him to come back and see him in an all new, like 2022, it just looks like an old, like a, a brand new car, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, the, the storytelling is well too. Um, and Jason, you mentioned this to both of us and I wanted to bring this up. That little princess Leia is the best thing right now. Also, she's a brat. You hate no, kids. She is. Jason, no, she Jason is. Kids. Yeah, she is. She is awesome. That little, yep. kid, that little girl, she, yep. th- her acting, everything about her. Um, and, and what I like about it is that everything's always about Luke Skywalker. It, it was always heavy about Luke Skywalker. There was no really backstory about Leia. And now that they're kind of putting her as, you know, she has her own thing. I'm kind of glad that they didn't do the, no you know, spoilers, Johnny. I've, no, nah, we're giving it, spoilers. Johnny P, I love you. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're talking about this. I, I'm keep going, Johnny. Yeah. So, um, I just, I just love the Princess Leia character right now with what they're doing and just how she, she interacts with, with, uh, with Obi Wan and j- just the way she is. I mean, that's basically how she pretty much became princess Leia the way that she, she, she acts and her aggressiveness and just, she's just so, I mean, everything about it. I just love it. So, uh, no, not a brand. Um, she got what she's just got, whatever she wanted handed to her growing up. Now she's demands everything has to be her way. I want to see if we could try to get that, that, that actress princess Leia. On the show, so that way she, you could tell her that in person and see what she, how she reacts. Be like, probably you're probably a very ball. nice person, but your character is a brat. She's good. She, I, I liked everything about it. Johnny. You nailed it. Um, I, I've no surprise. I'm smiling ear to ear. I fucking love it. I love most things about it. There's been some things like the chase scene with Princess Leia. She's a great actress. I think she's cute. I'm glad they're doing the Leia side of the story because we've seen enough of Luke. You know. And I thought immediately, you know, they start off with Obi-Wan in Tatooine, keeping an eye on Luke. And I was like, I did not expect the whole Princess Laurie, uh, Princess Leia backstory, which I love. But that chase scene was bad. That, the little girl, she could act. 
all she wants. She cannot run. It was, it was she was just waddling in the forest. I'm like, how do you, these kids? You can't outrun a kid. My, my, my daughter's fast, you know, two strides and I catch her. So I, I didn't <laughs> like that. But everything else about this, I love. I like the Grand Inquisitor stuff and, and you know, like um, the Reva storyline. I think everything I, I, you just give me all of Darth Vader. Just give me everything I can about Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader. Um, and it's just been I'm interesting. I'm interested to see where they go from here. Um, but it, it it's a home run. I, I told Julie, I, it might be my favorite Disney plus series so far. And, and we're only three episodes in. there's plenty of time for them to fuck it up. But for now, um, I just like it, dude. I like the score, the music, the settings. Like it, it's just been very, very good. Um, Sam Jesser says, dad, more like grandpa. I love her. Um, so yeah, I'm just excited to see where it goes. I, I feel like they've teased a lot of really, really cool stuff. Um, and I, we don't have to go into that for people that haven't watched and stuff like that. Well, no, but... we'll, we'll do like a full recap after the series. Yeah, but for be... now, it's it's two thumbs way up. And I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I'm so excited just, see, just to see where it goes. Yeah. All right. I'm going to move on to some, because I, I wanted to bring this run this list down to you guys here so vacation, it's summer Jason. vacation yeah so it's summer vacation Memorial day official kickoff of summer people traveling and i found this list of um the best summer travel destinations for 2022 and some of these make very good sense some of these are just like who the who the fuck is going to these places so i'm, I'm gonna go down the list from one through ten and go opposite because the top ones usually are gonna make sense Okay, number one, Orlando. Wisconsin Dells. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, for a little cruise and chubbies. <laughs> Noah's Ark and cruise and chubbies. Mini golf. Mini golf and titties. That's why you go to Wisconsin Dells at our age. Um, but Orlando, that makes sense. You get all the Disney Disney freaks yeah. who go out there. So that's number one. Number two, I guess this could make sense too. Um, Washington, D.C. Take the family. You go want to go see all the museums and the monuments. That's number two. That that's Washington DC's number two. Nerds, right away. I don't want to go learn on my vacations. I like I like Washington DC. I've been there three times. Ugh, give me all the, give me all the give me all the learns. If it's I, if I, it's I, if it's a wash is if it's a uh, DC United or Chicago Fire, I bet he probably would go. Yeah, I'd probably yeah, don't you that. don't you want to go see the Smithsonian? <laughs> no, don't you want to go? Don't you want to go educate yourself? Bit. Not even a little bit. Fine. All right, number three. This one makes sense too. Tampa, St. Pete area. People going down there for for beaches at Gulf Coast, man. I mean, I've heard a lot of good things about that no, whole area. Yeah, I'll give I'll give that one a pass. It's just Tampa of all places. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, th I think it's more of like St. Pete Clearwater yeah, that, area. Yeah, I got you. You know, they're just they're just grouping it into like the metro yeah. area. Um, number four, kind of surprising, but makes could still make sense like austin texas austin's awesome i have yeah. nothing i i mean maybe one too many hipsters but i love austin uh, i i we we spent a weekend there and i would like to go back and, and spend more time there um no bad things to say about austin yeah i've never been but i've always wanted to go to austin see joey p knows he always wants to go learn my, all the all the tequilas 
Yeah, tequila. I like that should be that should be the number one destination. Uh, number five, a little weird. Salt Lake City. I I Mormons? picture more of that as like a. I mean, I picture that more like a winter destination. That's not. The, what, where did you get this from? Where what list did you get this from? It's like uh, Night it's Flanders. From, no, it's from <laughs> it's it's from Hub Wallet. I just I just saw it that um, it, it could these could just be a bunch of Mormons making this list up. Come visit our met, Mormon our Mormon I've tabernacle. Never, I've never met one person be like, "You guys got to go to Salt Lake City." Like, could it be because for hiking and stuff? I guess. Maybe? I guess it is nice. I've driven past there on my way to Vegas, and we stopped there. I mean, the scenes are gorgeous, but like, what? There's nothing to do there, and like, no, you, unless you want to go camping or do, hiking or something. Doesn't bars I mean, like close? Like, doesn't bars yes. bars close early? They well? still it's, have it's like, like it's a it's a dry city. You have to get yeah, a drinking yeah. permit to go there, and even like the beers are cut down in half. Like, there's yeah. like you know every all of the alcohol is cut down in half from like normal, you know, anywhere else in the in the in the United States. Nerds, damn Mormons. Um, number six. L.A. Long Beach, yeah. I, I mean, I've I've been twice. Uh, I love California. I always say it's awesome to visit. I would never never want to live there, but you know, like Santa Monica, L.A., Malibu, all of that is unbelievable. Even San Diego, if you want to bunch that all together. Number seven, Hawaii, Hon- like Honolulu. That should be like number one. Everybody wants yeah. to go to Hawaii. So. And this is this is where the list goes off the rails. So okay. I mean, you, Salt Lake was a little eh to begin with. Then it really went off the went off the rails here. Number eight, Minneapolis, St. Paul. <laughs> no, no one's going to Minneapolis for summer vacation. Like the Mall of America? Is that where you're going over there? There's no reason to go to Minneapolis. There's unless you want to like land of a thousand lake. They have like summer for fifteen days a year. It sucks. Yeah, why would you? Yeah, no one wants to go to Minneapolis. People who no. live there don't even want to be there. No, it is no. Do, wait, Number hold on. Do they, do they say why? Like, do they have like descriptions as to why? Like, it would be a good place to go, though. Um, like, because the... I'm just trying to think because it is, you know. I will say I I just, it like... just it just says it's published its list of uh, best summer travel destinations. I don't want to. Um, I, I might get I'm myself not trying to defend it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to get myself in trouble, Jason. But between Washington D.C., Salt Lake City, now Minneapolis, this list was made by white people. So it's they take the most, the hundred most popular metro areas, and it, on their metrics of categories of travel costs, hassles, local costs, attractions, weather, activities, and safety, they compile this list. So if safety's on there, that's why you won't have Chicago on this list ever. Chicago's the um, best summer city in the world. We all know that. It is. It is. Um, all right. Number nine. What the fuck? Cincinnati. No, get out of here. <laughs> this is. There's no all way. Right, stop this, stop this list. list. <laughs> That's Cincinnati. Who the fuck wants to go to Cincinnati for not, summer? Tom Waddle is from Cincinnati, and he, even, he doesn't like going back to Cincinnati. There's nothing good there. The, the go United States Island, national Chile? team just played there, and they said like they were pissed at the United States fans from Cincinnati. Nothing good nope, about t- Cincinnati. No, nothing. No, nothing. No Skyline, one, Chile, no one wants to go to Cincinnati. The only time I'm going to Cincinnati if the Bears are playing the Bengals. No, even then, that because then that means they're playing the Browns, 
the Ravens and the Steelers. I'd much rather go to one of those games. Ah, good point. Good point. And number 10 is San Antonio. <laughs> Gary, Indiana's number 10. <laughs> no. no. Number 10, number 10, San Antonio. No one, no one's going to San Antonio. Dude, San Antonio's decent. It's better than Cincinnati and Minneapolis. I don't know about this list. So, okay, so like take a like off this list. That's that's why I wanted to bring this up because I thought some of those bottom ones were just utterly ridiculous. So like what's what do you guys like think like what's your top like summer spots? Summer's different because I've been to Vegas in the summer and it's absolutely hell. Like it was like 115 degrees out. But even then, I'd rather be in Vegas on 115 degrees than in Minneapolis or Salt Lake City, <laughs> Cincinnati, or Cincinnati, or even Washington D.C. Like this, is that. so like yeah. I mean, like um, there's like really nice places in South Carolina, North Carolina, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. No, I think for me, like obviously in the summertime, San Diego is always fun. Yeah, San Diego that's, for sure. That's, or even that's, that's, like Monterey, California, wine country, all of that. Mm-hmm. Like. Even, even, even like the eastern coast of Michigan or the western coast of Michigan, pure like Michigan, some... Tim Allen. Yeah. He's yeah. got me. Yeah, I've been, but we've been to a couple of places. No one, in Michigan. no one. I'd rather go to Wisconsin yeah. Dells in Cincinnati. I agree with you. Yeah, I, I was a little surprised that like, obviously, like we had there was Tampa on that list in Orlando. I was surprised like Miami or like any of like the like Daytona Beach or anything wasn't. wasn't I'd rather go to there. Indiana Beach. With the chemical plants, like <laughs> spilling shit into the lake, there's more than corn in Indiana. I'd rather go there than Cincinnati. Uh, see that now we gotta get a poll. Where would you rather go before Cincinnati? <laughs> Just Indiana tweet it. <laughs> what obscure spot would you rather go to be- besides Cincinnati? Um, Boston. I'd love to. Yes, Boston for sure. Yeah. Got any, any good summer spots for you? I, I've never been out east. Like I've never been in New York and, and and Boston or anywhere like that. So that'd be cool. Yeah, I, I would definitely love to go to Boston for sure. Uh, my dad's been there a couple times. Although he he has said some nice things about the Boston people, um, just being rude. I've heard this from other people as well too. But um, overall, you know, yeah, Boston for sure. Um, you know, there, you know, you guys mentioned Austin as well, too. I've heard so many good things about Austin as well, too. Um, it's number four in the list, Johnny. The list. I was, yeah, I was, I was, I, I've been to Los Angeles before, but that was real young. Is actually, I, I went with Peter. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would definitely like to go back over there because I, I, I like to go back over there because it's a huge art scene as well, too, out there. Um, so that'd probably be another good place to go. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have too many places that Nashville, Nashville, Nashville is awesome. Yeah, Nashville. Oh, Nashville. Yeah, that's another place too. Um, Florida. I mean, Florida's Florida. I mean, there's you know Florida is you know, Florida. Places you, Florida's Florida. So you can go to many different places out there. You get nice weather and nice rain. Every time I go, every time I went out there, it was nothing but rain. So oh, I, we I almost got stuck in Miami because of the like, Dude, cyclone that came through. I was gonna send you those videos of like people just like swimming in the streets and it was like basically a day after you left yeah you we were lucky. worried that we weren't going to get out we, yeah our flight was at one at, at like 145 on friday and we were kind of worried that flights were going to start getting delayed and canceled and then we were going to be stuck there for another day and a half 
I agree with Sarah. Uh, we need to start vetting your lists and sources because this, you know, Ned Flanders vacation destinations is not going <laughs> to cut it. Okily dokily. All right. Well, feel free to comment on your top summer destinations as well. We know Joey Pease is going to be tequila in Jalisco. Yeah, I mean, um, if, we're, if we're going south of the border, then we're gonna have. To. All right, I have my I have my question for you guys. I'm excited. Uh oh. Yeah, yep. always right. Here we go. All right. Let me pull it up here. So out of the – in the last century, the 1900s, which major war do you think you could survive if you had to fight in it? None of them. None of – and I'm answering for all three of us. We are <laughs> spoiled and Charmin soft. There is absolutely no way we survive any of them. <laughs> you don't think we could I just heard I just heard Sarah laughing from upstairs on that one. I'm not soft, I'm just dumb. I probably would get killed. <laughs> I just probably be, I probably get killed right away. Hold on, time out. Is it like knowing what we know now? Yeah, or you're just like or yeah, knowing what you know now, which war do you think you could survive? Like World War between World War One to Korea and Vietnam. Which nah, which of those four do you think? Even you could knowing survive? what I know, that's, no, that's tough, man. I mean, I, I, I know I wouldn't survive Nam. I'm, I don't do good with jungles and, and bugs and heat. Yeah, no mosquito bites would kill you, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd be like a fucking Macaulay Culkin in My Girl when he gets stung by the million bees. Yeah. I mean, you're gonna have to have four scump carry your ass, uh, otherwise you're done for. And I'm I'm not I'm not running across no man's land in World War One. I. I don't I don't run. The, so the only answer that like I could possibly figure out is the Revolutionary War with muskets and that shit. Like I, yeah, so, that's something easy. very old. Yeah, like I could like, I could like, handle like myself. The Stone there. Age. The yeah. Stone Age. Anything past, you know. Alexander Hamilton in in that era, I'm done for. I think I think I could survive no, World War II if 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 I was like in the navy, like on a ship or something. You're just no, carrying a mop there's or no, just or... no way, man. I, I mean, I I like to give ourselves a little bit of credit when credit is due. There is, <laughs> I agree. We've never none of us have ever done anything with guns. We're all done for. <laughs> I've I've so, gone I've gone to the shooting range with with Tata, shout out Tata, my cousin. Um, but even then, dude, like we had a fucking big ass target, and I wasn't anywhere near it. Granted, this so, was before I wore glasses, so that that might have something to do with it. So I guess what we're saying is we're lucky we're all old enough that if the draft ever gets reinstated, our old worn out asses won't be able to. Yeah, man. We'll be, I mean, we'll, be, we'll be the, the F, what is it, like 4D or 4F or something like yeah, that? Yeah, dude, like, and, and I'd be the, you know, like uh, Steve Rogers before the super serum and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> Fail my ass, and, and I'm not coming back. We're all just going to say we're flat-footed flat or something? Yeah, yeah, flat foot, bunions. I mean, give me all of the, um, you know, I don't care, high blood pressure. We're all done for can I can I bring my pills with me to to combat? Because I gotta take my blood pressure. <laughs> like everyone, everyone else is like running and like jiggling from like the 
ammo and bullets and everything and you got like tums in one side and your allergy medication <laughs> <laughs> you just hear pills shaking as i'm running well that's running a dead giveaway <laughs> it's like that Seinfeld, it's like that seinfeld episode when remember when that when elaine gave uh the guy certs or whatever it was and he kept on like that'd be that'd be a dead giveaway for he, you he was trying no to idle i got much. one right there <laughs> Yeah, like guys, you have you have a contact case. I need to take my contacts out. They're a little dry right now. Now I can't. Now I can't see. Yeah, we we would not do we would not do well in war right now. Y'all declined a paintball. I got a. I still got a paintball gun in my in my garage, Jose. Oh my gosh, that's about. I will. I will. Like Call of Duty zombies and and paintballing for bachelor parties is like the only thing we're doing. Yeah. All right. That was my question of the week. Let's bump some good people, one. guys. It was a very good one. Yeah, but shout out, shout out to all the men and, and women who did serve. And yeah, today you know, is D Day. So yes. today is D Day. So thank you to all those who sacrificed <laughs> liberating Europe and defeating Hitler. God bless you. All right. Um, I'm gonna go first today because I don't have an I don't have an MVB. I was unless you want to say it was my liver for surviving a week. Your um, MVP is you for taking your fifth and sixth vacation one week from each other because we'll be in like Kentucky that. next week, and your your liver ain't catching a break. No, it's not. Um, my bum of the week, and this might be a little um, hard hard to hear, but it's Steve Stone. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm 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 Flame sick of his that. optimistic, mm-hmm. fucking passive ride. aggressive. Yes. I mean, I love Steve Stone. He's a great commentator, great pitcher, but he's a smug motherfucker on Twitter, and he's too optimistic about these socks at the moment. I need some more negativity from him, not directed towards fans, because it seems like every time a fan tries to like criticize the product or criticize his opinion, he gets a little too sensitive and I agree. just go like smug comment or blocks people. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like there, a lot of the fans are frustrated, man, you know, and they're trying to – come to you for like a little sense of you know relief and all you do is like shit on their like opinion on something because this he because someone criticized Larry Garcia batting first in the line you know and then he has to make a smug comment and I'm just I I, I really want to engage but I don't want to get myself blocked by him I, I can't I don't know if this is if this is correct or not but didn't Steve Stone and Chip Carey got canned because they were truthful to the yeah. organization and now he's kind of mm-hmm. like yeah. changing his ways now because of, you know i don't know maybe he doesn't want to get fired or i don't know but yeah it's it's definitely weird for sure how he's yeah i acting he's especially on twitter maybe it's him him like just not knowing how to engage with fans on like you know social media and stuff like that but you're right like he comes off like his opinion is higher than thou and like holier than thou. And like yeah. we as fans, like when he said, enjoy the ride, that was so condescending. Like we have a right to be mad. You as a season ticket holder have a right to be pissed off. Like it's not all sunshine and rainbows. We just talked for the first 30 minutes of this podcast about how the White Sox are failing as an organization. Like we have a right to voice our opinion. Yeah. And this comment that, my lovely fiance just dropped. The other reason: stop going on vacation and sticking us with 
Gordon Bacon. That's a great, that's a great point. Gordon, Gordon Bacon. <laughs> He's so bad. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, hopefully if the Sox winning, well, they'll take White Sox Twitter off the edge. But when they just want to vent and complain about something, and then he just has to come off with his smugness and make a condescending little comment or something. And I just – it's – it's not it's it's not helping anyone, you know. Get off your high horse. You're a great pitcher. You're a great pitcher. You're great doing you know color commentary, but your Twitter game fucking sucks. So he's my bum of the week. So bum. Johnny, you're next. Well, I think Sarah took away my uh, bum of the week. It was Gordon Beckham. Um, oh, that's good. Keep going. Let's flame his. Yeah, I mean, too. yeah, for him talking about his loads. And just talking about some other shit that nobody cares about. Um, I'm sure he's a good guy and stuff like that. But for commentary, I don't even know how the process is to say like, hey, like, um, you know, why, why don't we find an ex White Sox player we could put on there, you know, talk, you know, with, with Jason, the great Jason Benetti and you get Gordon Beckham. I mean, it just... A lot of the stuff he it just he rambles on about a lot of things that just not very entertaining. Um, that you know, luckily he has Jason Benetti to you know be there with him, uh, to pretty much carry him, but it's just a lot of the stuff just, um, I, and you could see it a lot of White Sox Twitter as well, too. They're just not fans of, of Beckham. And like I said, all I'm sure he's a great guy and all that, but just for as far as commentary, he, I just I, I don't think I could stand him as much longer, but. It seems like this is how it's going for some quite some time. Yeah. So I'm not sure how the whole Jason Benetti, Steve Stone type of thing happens or if he's taking some, you know, breaks and all that. But um, anyways, my uh, um, real quick, real quick, Johnny, I want to say I said it before about about Gordon. He's the guy who showed up to your party and talks about himself all night. That's yeah, it just rambles on. majority of his of his commentary. And could you imagine that if you put Gordon and Steve Stone in the booth together, Steve Stone might just kill him. At that point, maybe that's, for all his... maybe that's why they're not in the same in the same yeah. uh, broadcast because that that's happens, what we but... need. Steve Stone would yeah. like just that he would lose be, his shit if they listen to, to Beckham for for three hours. Yeah, um, my MVP is uh, a team. Uh, I know we've been away for a little bit, but um, it's Real Madrid. Mm, they won the four... they, yeah. they, they won number. They won number fourteen. Um, very, first of all, the beginning of that game was very interesting because there's a lot of people were trying to, you know, jump in and, and some were, they didn't even pay. They were just trying to sneak into the, uh, to the stadium. So it delayed the the game for at least like 30 to 45 minutes. I mean, it was, you know, it was a while. People were concerned. People were pissed. Liverpool fans were waiting for two hours just to get in. Um, just a lot of things that were happening beforehand, but, um, Liverpool had a lot of chances, man. I mean, they were going at it, and but um, it, I mean, once again, I mean, Real Madrid just snuck in there, uh, like they always do, and uh, Meniscus Junior scored that that nice little goal, um, and they won the 14th title, man. I mean, the, like I said, these guys are like the Yankees of 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 football, um, or soccer, European soccer, and it just they continue winning championships. That that's all they do. So, uh. But be a uh, different offseason for them for sure. A lot of changes, obviously. That's how it always happens with any team. Um, but man, I I honestly think that this might be the final championship for a while for them. That's just mm-hmm. me. 
Um, but man, I mean, Benzema won his title without like, you know, Ronaldo and all the others, all those other like top players that they had beforehand. I, he, he had, he had a chance to score, uh, went off sides, but, um, like I said, man, Real Madrid winning their 14th man. Congrats. He's been the best player of the year, basically. Um, I think Messi came out and said that if he doesn't win the Ballon d'Or, um, there's something wrong with that because he basically put his team on his back. And he didn't score in the finals, but he carried that team throughout the Champions League. Um, and I'm glad you mentioned them, Johnny, because we talked about them a little bit. Um, we had that soccer show a couple of weeks ago, but we didn't talk about them winning the championship. Um, and yeah, man, out of all of their runs, this one might be their most impressive run just because of they all of the ways they came back. And they weren't favored in any other matchups since the in the group stage. Um, they went after big team after big team, and and they pulled it out. We talked about them being the veterans of the group, um, and and they showed how much experience goes into play with, with these tournaments because Liverpool has all the talent in the world, but they just seemed a little green. And I know they've been there and they've won the last two years, but they just don't have the pedigree of Real Madrid. And they showed that in the uh, in the final. All right, Peter, take us home. All right, so um, I'm going to start with my bum because I want to finish on a high note and a happy note. So my bums, um, and it's a group of bums, it's Brooks Raley, Jason Adam, Jeffrey Springs, Jalen Brooks, and Ryan Thompson. Um, those are the five Tampa Bay uh, Rays players that refused to wear the rainbow flag, the LGBT flag this weekend um, with the Sox. And what they said was um, the pride flag flag on their uniforms this weekend saying that their religious beliefs wouldn't allow it. And they also said they accept everyone and they got a lot of flack. And I understand like, if you don't believe in something, you shouldn't have to wear the flag, but you can also, we can come out and say that you're homophobes and, or you just don't believe in acceptance. So it's like if your religious beliefs keep you from wearing a symbol of, of acceptance, then you don't accept everyone. And if that's the case, if you want to hide behind your religion and, you know, you know, take the book as is, then you shouldn't be working on the Sabbath. And if you are, then you're a hypocrite. So it's like it's easy for them to hide behind their beliefs and stuff like that. But the, the only thing I have is like you should just stand up for people that are treated unfairly. Um, it's easy for them to be like, oh, no, we don't want to do this. It's a lot harder to stand up for what's right, basically. So they're my bums of the week. Um, and I don't want to get into the whole big thing about it, but it just seemed like, you know, like they're getting hammered and, and, and rightfully so. Um, so that was um, my take on that. And then my MVBs, I got two. My first one, we're going to keep talking soccer, the United States men's national team. The road to the World Cup is starting. They won 3-0 against Morocco, which was a decisive win. Christian Pulisic looked awesome. I'm excited about that starting 11, in particular in that game. And then the 0-0 tied to Uruguay. Uruguay basically played their B team, but they still had a lot of very, very good players on the field. And it was a 0-0 draw. Now that we know that Wales is going to be our first opponent, I think... The road out of the group stage is there for them. I feel like this team is playing well. They're playing as a team. And I was very critical on Greg Berhalter for a long time. 
but he's got these teams believing in themselves and playing for each other. I think you could see that like there's no divas on the team. There's no infighting. And a lot of the times, especially leading up to the World Cup, you hear about these stories. You, you hear it with the Mexican national team right now. The Canadian national team right now is fighting for basically like their right of salary and stuff like that. But there's always things that come up um, all over the place. And I feel like the United States, they finally got their eye on the prize. So I'm excited. It's it's the road has started. The road to the World Cup has started. I think they're in a good spot right now. I was very worried that Ukraine was going to beat Wales. And then that first game turns into something entirely different, where it's the whole world rooting for Ukraine to win against the United States. And now that Wales beat Ukraine, I feel like it's a very even matchup. It's a 50-50 game. And, and realistically, I think the United States should win that game. And then you got Iran, which is a very good team, also winnable. And then England. England, top to bottom, is a better team than the United States. But they can be beat, and we've shown that they can be beat. So I'm excited for the next, what, five and a half months? And um, it should be an interesting, interesting November. And then my final MVB, and I said I'm going to keep doing this because if you order your shirts like this one that I'm wearing, I'm going to say nice things about you. So shout out to Tom B. He ordered a shirt from us, and I had a couple things written down about Tom B. He's a very, very nice friend. He um, is probably <laughs> he is nice he is probably the best pet owner father that i know and 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 this is coming from someone that i'm a dog owner jason you're a dog owner tom is a very very good dog owner yeah so if you want and nice things said about you buy our merch so yeah if you want nice things said about you buy our shirts yeah yeah that's it's, it's simple we reward kindness so all right, that's our show for today. Uh, me and the Southside Bum will be at the game tomorrow. So if you or anyone you know is going to be going, me, the Bum, and our friend Jose will be there in the bleachers. Um, we do have one more ticket left if anyone cares to join us. Ooh. But, yes, we will be there drinking, and hopefully we bring home another W. So, once again, follow us on our socials. Subscribe to us on YouTube, Facebook, so you can follow the Bumcast Live. Make sure you... Buy some merch. Make sure you f just just show us love. That's all we ask. And we'll see you guys next week. Good night, Fishbones. Good night, Fishbones. There you go. And I forgot to hit the button again. Good night, everybody. <laughs>